setting aside the real-world concerns associated with the current COVID-19 pandemic, the other recurring theme of 2020, and perhaps an overflow from 2019, is digital transformation in the imperative to modernize the IT infrastructure, most notably many of the legacy applications that run today's operations. Now, joining us today on this episode of Podchats for Future CIO is Sumit Puri, Chief Technology Solutions Officer for Soleil's. Sumit, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Alan. Pleasure to be here. Before we start, can you give us this 30-second elevator pitch of who Solace is? Solace is, is a market leader in event streaming, in uh, data movement. We are a Canadian company. We've been around for 15 plus years. We were historically very well known in capital markets, uh, moving FX or equities trading data. So the large majority of the global investment banks or stock exchanges use Solace in that capacity, very real-time data movement. But then in recent times, as you said, uh, digital transformation becoming prevalent in all industries, Solace's capabilities have been used for moving all kinds of events, all kinds of data from supply chain to payment platforms to telco backbones across cloud, across AI, et cetera, uh, machines. So we are the data movement guys. As we come to the end of 2020, I I wanted to get your sense of what modernization will look like in 2021. But before we do that, we also need to look at what has transpired in 2020. COVID-19 forced business modernization to proceed. Actually, it's a strange thing. Normally, when you have a a crisis, things halt. But in this case, COVID-19 actually was good for digital transformations because it forced companies to accelerate it further. What have you seen uh, so far as among your concerns as far as modernization is concerned? Yeah, uh, you're right. And uh, I think uh, there's no secret. Many CXOs have mentioned that with COVID-19, years, at least months, but years of digital transformation have happened in the past few months because uh, it became a necessity. The other day, I live in Singapore and uh, I was uh, one of the malls and Grab, who's a local provider of transport and food, it's a mega app, and Food Panda as well. So uh, there are chairs like outside these restaurants, outside these malls, they've taken care like rather than patrons for the, the gig economy, for the delivery people. So that's the scale of it. The interesting aspect of staying at home and interacting with uh, interacting for services through digital means has accelerated. If I bring it closer to the kind of use cases that Solace has deployed in, we've seen supply chain related use cases go through a lot of transformation very, very quickly. Customers of ours, consumer product uh, companies or uh, retail companies, they want to see where their containers are. They want to take real-time decisions from a supply chain perspective. Again, is the container reaching where it's supposed to be? How is the supply chain uh, getting altered. So lots of acceleration there. And again, lots of real-time data, whether it's order data, production orders, warehousing, location information of uh, vessels, etc., streaming in, getting correlated, displayed on dashboards, on-premise or in the cloud, or getting computed on the AI side. Similarly, we've seen transformation on the FSI side, lots more digital banks coming in, the millennials being served in a different way. So lots of transformation there happening. E-commerce, 
we've seen advancements there and like overall like pick your favorite business even aviation we've seen uh, despite such a downturn in aviation sectors customers sometimes have seen this as the opportunity to make a change because an outage is not going to cause any flight delays because there's nothing flying so we've seen like across the board customers have started to modernize started to become much more real time and accelerate the whole transformation Modernization itself is a very broad topic. Perhaps we can narrow it down to specifically to technology. What are businesses prioritizing from a technology perspective and what are they deferring to 2021? That's a great question. It's a broad question. So, based on my experience, what I've seen is the single biggest thing that is being prioritized is customer experience. How can you engage the customer better? What can you give the customer so that the customer experience is better and better so they keep coming back to you? next to that is bringing efficiencies right you you always want to drive costs down and uh, productivity improvement and efficiencies are evergreen business priorities and hence fulfilled by technology but with improved customer experience see there is no upside to how much you can drive your revenue up there is a finite amount of cost that you can reduce because you can't go lower than zero so those two things and customer experience becomes broad right it could it could mean robustness it could mean a system which is live during the black friday or the 11 uh, periods it could also mean much more real time update of where things are so always on real time easy to use easy access so those themes are uh, what we're seeing uh, across the board and is there anything noticeable that has been delayed to maybe in 2021 or even uh, having no date at all quite a few things actually so uh, again certain kinds of projects programs industries have accelerated but uh, if you look at industries such as hospitality anything in the hospitality sector is delayed aviation again it's a mixed bag right you need businesses to stay afloat for them to transform so there are certain businesses that are challenged by themselves and they've gone into survival mode as they rightly should so those things have delayed but uh, i would say businesses who can afford the transition or who can fund themselves through the transition are taking this opportunity to double down and like everybody's working remotely so that has forced a certain amount of collaboration in a different way so taking that and uh, yeah again for our team based on where we come from we are seeing almost all of our customers become real time anything any project which makes transactions customer experience and from payments to logistics to, to even defense like anything anything real time that's happening now you just brought us into the topic that i wanted to ask it's actually your area of uh, expertise event driven architecture now how is the market awareness and acceptance of event driven architecture what the uh, gardner calls eda in in asia the top 3 drivers if you can or for eda and the top 3 challenges that are slowing down adoption Yeah so EDA has been growing pretty exponentially actually uh in the mainstream IT architectures and infrastructures for the past 2 3 years it's always been there like it's not new so anybody who's uh, again I'm a programmer by early profession so one of the first uh, languages or or technologies I used to program was java swing and the whole guis when you click a button that's an event and something happens on the back of it so event driven architecture has been around for a while and even before that on server side uh, systems but then most of us are trained to think request reply most of us 
in the technology side are trained to call functions or uh, call uh, services, etc. So this gets us there. This got us somewhat there from our real-time journey. But when you talk about agility, when you talk about dealing with ups and downs of performance, they don't request reply transactions or uh, known event-driven ways of doing things don't take us the full way there. So that is where the awareness has started to come and Gartner and Forrester and all the analysts have started to talk about event-driven architectures, vendors have started to talk about, and if you look at everything in the universe, right, everything is an event. So when we started this call, that's an event. Who all need to react uh, on that event? Let's say you hired a new person, that's an event. A person left your business, that's an event. You want all access to be shut down. You want others to be notified. So how do you react to that event? That part has started to become mainstream and mainstream in Asia as well, especially in the large hubs and the COEs that we have center of excellences in our major cities, across banking, across shipping, across logistics, supply chain, even large vendors such as SAP, we work quite closely with them. So they are a big proponent of event-driven architecture. So this, this is Groundswell, which is developing and the awareness is spreading. What about the challenges, though? I mean, surely there are challenges that, are, uh, that remain with regards to deploying e- EDA, for example. Yeah, totally. Right. So if I if I just uh, look at the various challenges, uh, as I said, the first challenge is awareness and the ability to have the know-how. Right. It's I won't say it's difficult, but people in school are typically not trained towards event-driven architectures. People who learn programming languages are trained towards request reply. So there's a little bit of that education, that methodology that, OK, how can you start thinking events, which often is a culture change. So uh, I was given a, a talk at a town hall with one of for large CPG customers last week and the topic was event-driven architecture and we struck through architecture and we replaced it with culture. How do you actually create a culture where people think of technical, of business problems technically as events, events that are happening, events that need to stream, events that need to be processed and then subsequent events are generated. So again, I'll give you a simple example an order happening is an event. You're buying something. That order needs to be validated. So that's where we are processing the order. Once the order has been validated, that's an event, validated order event. Then the next step will be going to do an inventory check. Now, whether inventory is available or not, that's also an event. So after all, it's chaining all of these events. And then as these events are floating through, you can have your uh, your analytics, your upsell, your uh, new promotions, your AI ML components feed off these events. So for people to understand this, it's a little, I would say, awareness has to be brought into the culture. That's the single biggest challenge. Other than that, I think uh, the knowledge of the technology. So again, Solace is a leader in this, doing it across clouds and all. But sometimes people would uh, look for technology which can solve all of this. So event streaming, event movement, event processing. And the third challenge that we see quite often is the governance around it. And okay, all of these events are happening. Who's consuming what? Who's securing what events are going to what place? Are they truly distributed? How can you visualize who gets what? And if you brought in a new event consumer, such as uh, in my order management example, you brought in a new warehousing system. How does it know what are the kinds of events that are floating around? Event routing, event governance, solvable problems. Solace has solved them. A few others would have solved them as well. But those are typically the challenges. But again, to your earlier question, if you meet these challenges, what's the 
upside what are the biggest benefits the single biggest benefit is agility right your applications can be modified faster you can as i said this warehouse example you bring in a new warehousing system events are flowing it can just tune in like tuning into radio tune in to the events that it cares about so new orders or inventory events but it probably doesn't need to uh, get payment events so it tunes in by what we call event topics and events are pushed to the new systems without anything else changing so agility robustness and uh, the real-time nature are the biggest benefits let's talk about misconceptions there are always misconceptions about technologies especially things that are not so familiar as you said solis is a 15 year old or so company are there any persistent misconceptions around ed particularly at the senior executive level at the c-suites yeah i would say misconceptions uh depends on who you talk to. It's more the lack of awareness historically and hence the lack of confidence that, okay, I don't know what it is. Do I really need it? Or you told me last year that I had to be API first and now you're saying events. How does that add together, right? Or uh, you like, uh, and vendors obviously for all kinds of reasons do it, that uh, service-oriented architecture was the thing and now it's microservices and all, and now it's events. The misconception is that are these different concepts? After all, these are all steps towards an evolution of becoming more agile, more real-time, more robust. So that's often a misconception that these are not competing concepts. APIs are evolving to become event-driven APIs. Services are becoming more fine-grained to become microservices. And rather than APIs just communicating between these microservices, how about events? So service mesh gets you somewhat there. Event mesh as a concept, as an event distribution backbone, takes you further along. So these are steps along in the evolution. The other thing is that, oh, this is disruptive, this is new. It could be disruptive to your business in a positive way with its real-time impact, but the technology has been around, right? So global FX, global equities has been doing this for 20 years at their volume, at their real-time nature, nothing else would have worked, right? So if a US dollar, Hong Kong dollar price changes in New York, it needs to be available in Hong Kong milliseconds later, because that's the speed of light, and in Tokyo and in Singapore. So that price change is an event. It is streaming. It has been streaming for many, many years. And at that volume and that real time nature, nothing else works. So if your core business is becoming real time, this is the proven strategy. What is the market opportunity like for EDA in Asia today? If you, if you look at broad stream of customers and potential customers for Solus? The, the opportunity is immense, right? So I could put a number to it, but that is academic, right? Is it X hundred billion dollars or what, right? It's it's a very large opportunity for not just Solace, but probably a couple of other vendors as well. And the reason is the as a race, humanity, we are only becoming more and more impatient, right? So if I do anything, I want it like instant gratification. And when I look at my kids, they are more impatient than I am, right? So what that means is that technology will have to be real time. You do something, you want an immediate outcome. I mean, gone are the days of batch or waiting or, uh, or or the whole not being available on the day that you want it to be available. As a result, businesses 
will have to become digitally transformed and in a real-time manner. And for these real-time transformations, at the volumes, I mean, 5G is around the corner, mobile devices are only going to get better. The amount of information that is going to flow across systems is only going one way, and that is growing. So event streaming, event-driven architectures is going to be the paradigm to realize this, to meet this requirement of being real-time, of being impatient. Significant market. What is your advice to CIOs and CTOs looking to modernize their EDA strategy to more reflect the evolving market conditions in 2021? The way that I look at it, like uh, this is again, uh, in closed door conversations, I'll give the same advice to the CXOs I work with. Just like anything else, right? What's a pragmatic way to start anything new? Start small, pick a reasonably high visibility system because why high visibility? Because once it is successful, you want to use that as a catalyst, as a driver of success through the broader, broader organization. And from a solace perspective, we have a methodology, but again, a methodology is pretty simple, spread awareness, start small, spread awareness, get a couple of projects or we say real-time candidates identified. In COVID, we saw container tracking as a real-time candidate for one customer. A digital bank could be a real-time candidate uh, with real-time payments for a banking customer. For an airport, it could be a baggage or trolley management. What are your real-time candidates? Can you enlist them? And then you see, is there any in-flight uh, projects or a need to modernize that? Step number two, is there a pain in the way it is handled today that, oh, my order management system crashes every month, right? Or my tax handling system crashes every end of the month. So there is existing pain or can you innovate? Do you have ways of innovating? Current pain, innovation, the need for real time. Once you've selected a couple of these initiatives, then you start bringing in an event-driven approach, a real-time approach to breaking that problem down into microservices and realizing it and pilot selection, adopt the patterns, take a journey partner of your choice. People who've done it before, people who have that knowledge, and then get a quick win. Once you have that quick win, uh, again, we call it the eventual methodology, but uh, then you spiral out from there. Get one project, then you get two, then you get four. And then lastly, I would say, have a way of cataloging your events, some sort of an event portal, but a catalog of when your next project comes in, they know that, oh, I have all of those events already there for me to leverage and develop upon. So that's how you get your event governance going as well. Sumit, thank you very much for joining us on Podcasts for Future CIO. Thanks a lot, Alan. Uh, fantastic talking to you as always. That was Sumit Puri, Chief Technology Solutions Officer at Solis on the topic of how to bring in an event-driven strategy as part of a business modernization initiative. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, email us at editors at society.com. Until then, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.